With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. We're back. From a sabbatical. The boys are back. The boys are back. We didn't forget how to do this, which is good, because I thought I might. Honestly, you know, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened over the last two weeks. There's been two different holidays. Well, more than that, if I mean, depending on what you yeah, believe. Yeah, there's been in. lots of holidays. There's been lots of holidays. There's a new year. We're in the 22 now. Yes. Uh, I'm in a new apartment. Yeah, I'm in the same apartment. Yeah, but you're like getting married this year. That's true. This is the year I will get married. Very exciting. Your birthday is the same day that this podcast drops. That's which true. Is, you're going to yeah. be 30 when this podcast drops. By the time you hear this, dear listener, I will be 30. So Evan send your proving cons- every day that he is an old fuck. <laughs> send your condolences my way. But we're back. And what a way to kick off the new year than with Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. I was going to save the Noam Dar impression for you because I know how much you love it. I do love it. I love it so much. It's my favorite thing about Alicia Fox. I mean, Northern Light Suplex is up there. Nah. I mean, Tilt a World Backbreaker is also up there. But yeah. no, it's mostly Alicia Fox. It's mostly Noam Dar saying things. Yes. Yeah. But no, we are back to cover a wrestler through five of their matches, whether they're their best matches or not, maybe most significant, just trying to hit a, a big breadth of their career. Uh, let's do all the housekeeping stuff. First thing on the docket, we are rapidly approaching episode 100. Woo! Did I think we'd make it? Yeah, we're stubborn people. Honestly, there could be like two people listening to this and we'd probably still do it we'd for the entertainment value. It's fun. For a while, it was, like my, it was like my only connection to the outside world. This is one of my this is one of my favorite parts of the week. Oh, for sure. This like is I would do this if no one listened to it. I would yeah. do it if it was just me and you listening. But luckily people listen, which also I like the validation. So we've got this episode this week. We're gonna do a three-parter for episodes 97, 98, 99. Listen to the end to figure out who that is. Very exciting. We call that a teaser. Ooh. Episode 100. We are going to just shoot the breeze. We're going to talk about the creation of the podcast. We're going to talk about our favorite matches, our least favorite matches, our favorite episodes, our favorite bits. We got a lot of bits. Oh, just the Harlem Heat episode alone. <laughs> That's true. It's just going to be us looking back on the Harlem Heat episode being like, "That's a good fucking episode." God damn it! What are the best hours of my life? That and Midian. Oh. <laughs> See, oh, that's, that's what it's all going to be about. But the other thing to make the 100th episode special is we want to hear from listeners. So if you have a message you want us to read, if you have something you want us to talk about, if you have a question for us, uh, you can send us those through DMs on Instagram, DMs on Twitter. You can tweet at us. You can email us. All the things. We'll do the social media stuff right now. Follow us on Twitter at Crossbody of Work. Follow us on Instagram, Crossbody of Work. I've actually been posting on Instagram this year. Look Ooh. at that. I know. Big if true. Uh, but yeah, you should reach out to us if you have a message for us, if you have a question for us. Uh, if you want to do an audio message, you can send it to us. We'll play it. Sure. You know what? It's 2022, Evan. You know what we can do on Instagram? What's that? The boys might be able to go live. Oh my God, we'll go live on Instagram. We might go IG live, baby. During, during the recording. What a time that'll be. <laughs> what, a, what a chaotic a time. Maybe? Question mark? Maybe, maybe. If, whatever you want to see for the 100th episode, you tell us on Twitter, and we'll hopefully get it done. I already did the socials thing. Be sure to cop the merch, fullpressshop.com. We had the new tees that dropped late in the year 2021. Buy some with your Christmas money. Or your Hanukkah money. Or buy your that Kwanzaa make money. New Year's resolution to buy some new merch from the boys. 
But yeah, I love tell my us, merch. I wear my merch all the time. Tell us your favorite episodes. Tell us all those things. That's what episode 100 is going to be. And then we're going to end or we're going to go from episode 100 to another three-parter. So there's going to be back-to-back three-part series with episode 100 sandwiched in the middle. And you are not going to want to miss these two. These are two really good ones. The one of them is just really good. The other one is just so sentimental. Sentimental. It's going to hit us in the feelings. But mostly me. Mostly you. Yeah, you're right. Let's talk about Alicia Fox. What do you know? What what comes to mind when you hear the name Alicia Fox? I mean, the aside from the Noam Dar thing, I think if someone who is right there in the Divas era yes. of WWE, she really she's still a holdout. I mean, was at least up until last or what was it? Was it last year or two years ago? Uh, she retired in 2019, technically. Oh, Jesus. Uh, up until that point where, uh, you know, she she had her whole deal going. And then, I mean, Alicia Fox was was never really going to be a top star, I feel like. But she was always a decent hand you could throw into a program. If they wanted to get multiple women out there at once, she, she was always in the mix with that stuff. She's never really in the title mix. She was always in secondary storylines. I also feel like, so she was somebody who I missed the beginning of because that was during my lapse period. But yeah. She has the athleticism and the skill and the look to if they had actually maybe given her some more to do, she could have been better. Like she could have done more. Like I think she was more than capable of what they gave her, but she will surprise you with some moves in some matches, not just the Northern Light Suplex or the Tilt the World Backbreaker, but just some athleticism in the match. And she's like, if they wanted you to focus more on the wrestling, you would be a really, really well-rounded performer because she can talk. Yeah. Like she's got a lot of character. And I think performing comes naturally to her. She's really good at it. Yeah, I like crazy lady Alicia Fox. That is the most well-known. Uh, do you know what her gimmick was when she first debuted? No idea. She Dancer, was, capoeira. She was a wedding planner. She was helping to plan the wedding of Edge and Vicky Guerrero. Oh, yeah. That was her debut. Back She's the one in, that kissed Edge, right? Back in June 2008. Yes. Triple H revealed that Edge kissed Alicia Fox the day before the wedding. On Oh, man. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that angle. Yeah. And then she disappeared from TV for a couple of months and then came back in November of 2008, managing English wrestler DJ Gabriel. Do you no. know DJ Gabriel? No idea. Literally none. Well, he's the guy who accompanies her to the ring in our first match. Our first match is Alicia Fox's in-ring debut, ECW TV, January 5th, 2009, versus Katie Lee Burchill. You know what's funny uh, is my first note is literally, who the hell is Alicia Fox with? <laughs> She's with DJ Gabriel. Who is this I, guy? Did you look it up his wiki or something? I, I, I am looking up his wiki right now. He also goes by the name The Swolverine Bronson. I like that. That's a great fucking name. That's a great name. That's a great name. He, he is an English professional wrestler, currently an independent wrestler. Uh, hasn't signed to a major promotion since... Uh, since being in ECW and the developmentals, but you know, still, still working on the independent scene. And, uh, I really thought that this was just big Alex Riley. I was like, Alex oh Riley God. looks huge here. <laughs> like you did in like 2014 NXT. Yeah. I was like, wow, Alex Riley looks gigantic. And I was like, Oh, it is not a ride. That is not him. No, uh, no, it's, I mean, it's funny. Cause she's, she's in the match with Katie Lee Burchill, who, is most well known for being Paul Burchill's kayfabe sister slash incestual lover. WWE. I'm going to not say it's the whole company. I don't know that. I think it's Vince. Vince, stop going to the incest well. Okay? Okay? Remember when he was going to father Stephanie's kid? Because he pitches it all the time because he pitched it with Ken and Ryan Shamrock. He pitched it with Steph. He pitched like. This is one item, like, they keep putting a pin in it in the writer's room, being like, we'll get back to it. And Vince is oh, you got to get back to it. And then they never do, and it's a good thing they don't, because it's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, really I... weird. Admittedly, I think... I remember hearing once, or a couple times, that, that Vince has, like... There was, like, a weird thing between him and his mom. Oh, well, that's weird. Okay. Um... 
So, yeah. But yes, yeah, he so never I, talks about his mom. He only ever talks about his dad. So the first thing that I noted here, aside from, you know, Swolverine, was <laughs> that I was so mad because I know Paul Burchill is a pirate. And he's not a pirate here. Wait, and that was, was like, Paul Burchill? I think so. Paul Burchill was a pirate. No, 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 no. I thought, I mean, ringside with Katie Lee Burchill. That was Paul Burchill. That's Paul Burchill, yeah. That does not look like fucking Paul Burchill. That's why I was so disappointed because he looks you know like funny. Ch- he looks like a Chuck Palumbo cosplayer. <laughs> you know what's great is that Paul Burchill was legitimately one of the biggest stars in independent wrestling before signing with WWE. And then he became a pirate. And then he was a pirate. <laughs> a damn fine pirate, I will tell you. Yeah, he was really good. I mean, the C4 is a fantastic move that he would pull, bust out as his finisher. But, like, fuck, no one cared about goddamn bootleg, the ultimate bootleg version of Johnny Depp. Why is the rum gone? Um, this is the least ECW thing I've ever seen. It's a reformed pirate versus people who are coming out dancing with finger guns. I would, <laughs> love, to, I would love to see New Jack... Face off against DJ Gabriel. I would love Rest that. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the match? There were some bright spots in it. It's Alicia I mean, Fox's first main roster match. It's probably her first match. Period. No, no. Um, she, she was in the developmental territories for a while. She was she was down in FCW. Okay, so she like she looks good running the ropes, which was something that I noted because most of the time, women of that era. You know, in their first couple matches, at least the ones that, you know, would have matches like this, uh, did not look good running the ropes. Alicia looked pretty, she looked competent. Not not competent, but she looked normal running the ropes. Alicia had a lot of, like, good female wrestlers that she competed against when she was in developmental. She went up against Mickey James, ODB, Beth Phoenix, uh, Serena Deeb. Natty Athena, probably, right? Natty probably. Like she was she was down there with like some really talented females. So the fact that she is like competent, it's not a surprise. Like she's an athletic person. She can run the ropes. She can do some do some decent things. Yeah. Good I mean, form, you know, good forearm strikes. I don't know about that one. That, that was actually the first one of my notes here was that the forearms need work. <laughs> they get better as the match no, progresses. No, they don't. Give her they do something. Not. I do. I said good monkey flip, and then a cross body that looked good. The cross uh, it was Katie Lee Burchill that kind of fucked up the the, the catch that made also, it look clunky. Katie Lee Burchill looks a lot like Victoria in this match. Like there are certain uh, angles, I was like, "That's Victoria." No, it's Katie. You Lee. know what she kind of looks like? She kind of looks like Eve Torres. If Eve Torres had like the New Jersey like bun up, like the hair the, bun, the snooky, the snooky, the yeah. bump it. Yeah, that thing. She kind of looks like she looks like that a bit. God bless the bump it. Like the New uh, Jersey trash version of Eve Torres is what she looks like. So there was the monkey flip and the crossbody by Alicia Fox. Paul Berger with the distraction. Alicia gets kicked off the apron and goes face first into the apron. In a yeah, that was that cool. Looked, looked like it hurt a lot. Um, Katie Lee gets on top, starts like riding her down with, with ground and pound. Yeah. Um, Alicia eventually gets the advantage back. Forearms still need work. Yeah. Uh, drop kick, the single leg drop kick also needs work. It does. T- it takes Katie Lee down. But bright spot, axe kick looked good. Axe kick looked dope. She got some hate on that thing. She really did. I was quite impressed. Then we get the finish pretty much out of nowhere. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck. Okay, so she gets like hung with the rope, basically. Yeah, she, she gets, gets brought the- down onto the middle rope. Yeah, right on the middle rope. She gets choked out on that thing, basically. She comes back. Katie Lee grabs her and like puts her knee down. Or so Katie Lee basically like gets in the position like you're about to spank your child. You stick your knee out a little bit. Yep. And then she like grabs Alicia Fox and just drops her back on the knee for a backbreaker. And one, two, three, and it's over. Yeah. It was, was a confused. very small backbreaker and Katie Lee won. Um, you know, it's the start of a start of a long career because this is 2009. And Alicia Fox would be part of the company till 2019. A decade-long career for a female competitor in in the 2010s is ridiculously long. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Solid move on to stuff. one of her one of her biggest moments. I would say her biggest moment. Her biggest moment. It is Fatal Four Way 2010. What a terrible name for a pay per view. Yeah, I mean, was every match a Fatal Four Way? No, but every title match was a Fatal 4-Way, I think. 
I think that was the I that was like the that gimmick. Though. Okay, you no, know, you know what? No, I'll allow it. I'm gonna double check if that that is not true. The only fatal four ways <laughs> were the Divas Championship, World Heavyweight Championship, and the WWE Championship. <laughs> Couldn't throw some extra people in the Intercontinental Title or the no, it's it's got to be called the World Fatal Four Way then, or the US Title. Seeing what other title matches are around here. The fact that oh. most of these title matches, like this is 2010, most of these title matches could happen tomorrow again. No. Kofi Kingston versus Drew McIntyre is a thing. I mean, that's still. a main event match right there now. One of these is three quarters AEW because Mysterio defeated Jack Swagger, Big Show, and CM Punk. Oh, God. Miz and hey, that's Truth could, still, big could still do it. Uh, Sheamus defeated Cena, Edge, and Orton. In the main event. Wait, hold on. Sheamus defeated... Cena, Edge, and Orton. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this match is Alicia Fox versus Eve Torres versus Gail Kim versus Maurice for the Divas Championship held by Eve Torres. Did you happen to see the promo that happened right before this match? No. no. It was Tyson Kidd and his little tiny patch of hair <laughs> at the front. And I loved it. He looks like Coco Melon. I... I miss seeing Dyson get wrestle. He was so fun. I love this team with Cesaro. That team is excellent. It's the best. It is the best Cesaro team, in my opinion. It goes, yeah. It goes that one, then the bar. I think he is his best chemistry came with Tyson Kidd. And, and I'm talking WWE teams, because I'm not going to disrespect the Kings of Wrestling. Yeah, what, no, the Kings of Pro Wrestling were the fucking gods. Yeah. They were amazing. I love them. Um, we've covered Gail Kim before. Go check out her episode. It was really good. Also, half this match is Canadian. You love to see it. Oh, Canada, I can't wait maybe. for the Maurice podcast. We, we will have a Maurice. I mean, she's back. She's doing things. Yeah, she's, hey, it's looking like we're gonna get a, 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 a mixed tag. Yeah, we're gonna get a mixed tag. Beth and Edge versus Miz and Maurice. Is that like official, or is it, are we just looking like we're getting? I think we're just on the way there. That's definitely happening. It's, probably the it's hundred percent happening. Yeah, but it'll yeah. be good. It'll be I'm good. excited. I'm, I'm I'm excited for the rumble. I always get excited for the rumble. I've been excited for many pay per views lately, but the rumble's always good. You know what I really uh, I'm looking forward to with this rumble is there doesn't seem like an obvious winner. Well, I, that was last year too. Was that I, I mean did last not year? Know. Like there were I felt like there were like you know like you, you could probably there were like edge. three or three guys who could have won last year. Yeah, you probably could have guessed Edge, yeah. you know. I, I feel like this year, though, like... I genuinely Biggie? don't know who's going to win. Drew? Yeah. <laughs> like, it could literally be anybody, because especially with the two guys holding the belts right now... Sami Zayn. Please. 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 Back to this match. What were your thoughts on the on the match? I prefer not to speak. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's going to make speak, a podcast very I difficult. have a big trouble. Big, big trouble. <laughs> And I do not want to be in big trouble. There's there's a lot of action, but it's very stilted, I would say. My issue with this match is there's not enough Gail Kim. Correct. Because every time she comes in, she dominates, and then she gets pushed to the side. Yeah, she, it's she stupid. Walked, so she came in uh, early on. She squares off against Alicia Fox. She goes for a leaping kick off the middle rope. Alicia dodges and just kind of kicks her in the shin on her way off yeah. the rope. Yep. Which I'm like, that's a botch, but you did make it look okay. Like, if you're going to botch it, it at least looks like a, a, a real thing that happened. Sure. We'll give them that. We'll give them that. They have that exchange off in the corner. The other two are just fucking rolling around catfighting. Yeah. Even Maria's are just catfighting. Uh, we get the first beautiful Northern Light suplex of the podcast. Gorgeous. On Gail Kim. And then the whole group just trades pins. Everybody's trying to pin everybody. Classic fatal four-way stuff. Evan, I want you to think about this. Who has the best Northern Lights suplex? There's three options. Okay. Off the top of my head, I can think of. Alicia Fox. Okay. Matt Jackson. Okay. I'm not sure if you remember uh, Stadium Stampede when he did it all throughout the entire yeah, field. I remember. Uh, it is one of his moves. Ricochet. Ooh, that's a good underrated one. Mm, yeah. I didn't give it to Alicia Fox, mainly because it's her podcast. Oh, look at you. That's right. That's Doing right. I'll, good give, I'll give it to Alicia Fox. It's her pod. Alicia Fox. You heard it here first. Best Northern Lights suplex in wrestling. In wrestling history. 
Oh, history he goes. You oh, God. It. You heard it here first. Uh, then we get a nice tilt-world backbreaker by Fox. Eve with some decent drop kicks. Yeah, I like the single-leg drop yeah. kicks there. And then Maurice and Fox, as the two heels in the matchup, decided to take out Eve. Yeah, um, a little bit down the line here. Gail puts like a octopus submission kind of variation. Or Black Widow, I guess. Yeah. Would have been the better yeah, uh, that's it. way f- to describe it. Uh, she puts it on Alicia Fox. Eve's on the other side with a submission on Maurice. So Gail breaks up her submission to break up Eve's. Yes. This is where we learn Maurice is the loudest person on the planet. Miz is a lucky man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maurice with the loudest scream of pain I've ever heard in a match. And I've seen Mick Foley get thrown off of the hell <laughs> I don't know. There's been some really loud Molina <laughs> on this podcast. We've done some really That's loud true. Molina matches. That's true. Uh, Fox makes it to the rope. There was uh, Foxy with an arm bar of sorts. They all put on Fujiwara arm bars. But here's the thing. Fox's doesn't. I don't know how it would hurt Maurice. Because I'm watching it, and she's in front of Maurice's body and just kind of has it in a position your arm can totally go in. It's just kind of straight <laughs> out in front of her. Yeah, but Evan, you got to think about it like this. There's, there's, uh, maybe it's an arm ringer. Maybe she's twisting it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like, it. Like how your, how, the, how your mom used to do to make her feel like, you know, she wasn't like assaulted or like beating you as a child. She would just grab you and just like twist your arm in two different directions. I never, I never got that. What is that called? That's there's a thing. You know what I'm talking about, right? Where like you just grab like yeah, an arm. Yeah, it, ha- and be it like, has an offensive name, so I'm not going to say it. Mute it's, your mic and say it, because now I don't know. It's called an arm burn. Like it's called an arm burn, but there's a there's an offensive name added to it. So we won't add it to the to the podcast. You know, I'll tell type you. Type it later. in the chat. We have a chat. Type it in the chat. I want to see it. We do have a chat. Yeah, the people won't get to see it though, unfortunately. Uh, so we've got the weird arm bars. Oh, that's what's called in my neck of the woods. No, no, no. Now that you say that, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there was the weird armbar time. Then we get a camel clutch by Eve, and Gail also gets a crab on Alicia Fox at the same time, just bent in in all directions. Yeah, I think it's called like the Dungeon of Doom or something, that move. And then Matt Stryker with the real answer on commentary about who would get the pin of Alicia or who would get the win if Alicia tapped out, which makes sense. Did you hear his explanation? What was it? He was like, well, I, if I'm the referee, I give it to the person who's locked in the submission first, which, yeah, that makes Eve. sense. Yeah. Matt Stryker was not unbearable in commentary this match. No, no, you're right. He was actually really Usually good. he is completely insufferable. Uh, there's Maurice breaks it up, tosses him to the outside, tosses Gale to the outside too. We get a nasty high kick by Maurice. <laughs> it's really good. I'm proud of her. It's great. Yeah, got a lot of again. Miz is a lucky man. Um, great. <laughs> the face Evan just gave me. <laughs> great selling on the forearm shots by Alicia Folks. Yes. Um, Gail Kim comes from out of nowhere, hits a miss out drop kick, or as Matt Stryker wanted to say, a jumping bomb angel uh, drop kick, where he gets dunked on for being a nerd by commentary. <laughs> It's like, first off, isn't Lawler one of the commentators in this match? I If he was, I tuned him out. I think Lawler was, and I think he I responds think- in a negative fashion, too. But it's like, Jerry, you know the jumping bomb angels. Yeah, you, you wrestled were wrestling. when they were wrestling. Yeah, like, come on. That's not like an obscure, like, nerdy thing. Yeah, so the double dropkick by Gail Kim. Dot, one of my favorite moves I've seen in a long time happens right now after that. What is Maurice it? is in the corner. Gail Kim hits her with like a diving shoulder tackle in the corner and smoothly transitions to being standing on the apron through the middle rope. Yeah, that's the Emma. Yeah, but it, the way Gail Kim did it, I was like, that is so fucking smooth. And nothing in this match has been particularly smooth. Except for point. Gail Kim. Except for Gail Kim. Okay, she's awesome. She's one of she's the best great. women's wrestlers of all time. Uh, then she's up top for the dropkick. Eve breaks up a pin. Uh, Alicia picks Gail on the apron, puts her in powerbomb position, and drops her backwards so her face yeah, like lands on the A reverse powerbomb. Yeah, ouch. That was Bianca Belair's finisher. For a while, yeah. At first, yeah, it was the reverse powerbomb. I hated it so much. She called it the it's, alley-oop. It's not a great finish. It's not It's good. a good move. It's not a great finish. Because the people could just land on their fucking feet. 
I mean, great, a great finish for reversing. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, speaking of finishes, we get to the finish right here. Oh, you want me to do it? I do want Eve. you to do it. Eve hits a fisherman neckbreaker, which is her finisher, I believe. Yes. And she doesn't go for the pin right away. She gets up to the top rope, hits a clean-ass moonsault. That Very good clean. moonsault, yeah. Charlotte Flair could never. Um, and as she's going for the pin, Fox gets in the ring, throws her out of it, jumps on top of Maurice, steals the pin, and Alicia Fox is the Divas champion. That is right. She is in possession of the butterfly belt. It is her only Divas championship. Do you know the other title that she held in her career? 24-7 championship. She was a one-time 24-7 champion. I thought I'd trip you out with that. Couldn't do it. What else is she going to (laughs) hold? Good point, Javier. We're going to take our first break. When we get back, Alicia Fox loses Divas title. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back from the break, and sometimes we get to cover legendary matches. Just the best matches in all of history. We have one of those next. We have breaking. We have breaking news. Oh I'm no! Sorry. What's the breaking I to, news? I have to put a downer on the podcast right now before we can lift it back up with this legendary match. Samoa Joe has been released by WWE. Son of a bitch! Oh, I mean Regal's not around. They don't need his bodyguard anymore. I don't it doesn't understand it anymore. Doesn't I matter. Don't anymore. understand it. Anyways, I, the only thing that can console me is watching one of the best matches in history. And if you were to ask Cameron. Legendary, tough enough superstar and WWE superstar Cameron, her favorite match of all time. You would get what answer, Javier? Melina versus Alicia Fox. The gif of Stone Cold trying to figure out the response that he's going to give her is one of my favorites. And I genuinely believe it is because Stone Cold was not familiar with the product and did not know who they were. I don't think I mean, it was like a question of the math. I think he was expecting, you know, some of the other answers like, you know, Hart versus Austin, Steamboat Savage, whatever. He's like, I don't know these people. He's like, oh, these are people from now. Mm. Um, you could have done like Mula against fucking Sherry or something. Something. Trish versus Lita. Richter against Mula. But no, we are at SummerSlam 2010. It is Cameron's favorite match. Alicia Fox versus Melina for the Divas Championship. Jesus. Alicia Fox is out first with her Divas title. Never a good sign for the champion to nope. be out first. And the reason is because Melina comes out with a very unique outfit. Big headdress and giant yellow fuzzy kick pads like she skinned Big Bird. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot happening. My favorite thing about her getup is she's wearing like nude colored like pants pants and like it's weird the like con- like the combo of colors that goes on with that thing because it's yeah. like it's the exact same colors are skin basically 
which is like really impressive that she she was able to get that she, tone. she matched it yeah yeah but but then it's like i feel like the the part that goes on top of the nude areas like the cut co- like you know the, the the covers are privates and like her knees and stuff don't match her top <laughs> It's a it's a weird it's a lot of it's an outfit that has a lot of pieces to it. It's a very it's something that I would imagine would be worn in the early two thousands. What do you think of the match? Break down Cameron's favorite match. I mean, this is just incredible. Um, just fantastic. I mean, there's a smirk on Melina's face right from the beginning. Got a good headlock, ta- a great, fantastic looking headlock takedown by Alicia Fox. Yes, and that's when I knew we were in for a classic. <laughs> Uh, Melina does like a she like wraps up Fox's legs. I wanted to say it was kind of like a Moodlock variation. It was not. It was it was yeah. just a little a little wrap up. She pulls Alicia Fox's hair back from like because you know she's like standing over her. Pulls her hair back and then just stomps her head down. It was a lot. It was a lot of aggression early on. Like I thought this was a blood feud. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she gets her in the corner and does the Sasha Banks like knee drop. Yeah, on the corner from the middle, you know she's yeah. she gets up. At least she's like draped across the middle rope, you know that thing. Uh, at one point, she does a jump over on Alicia and tweaks her knee. That's big. That that's the momentum changer. Yes, you would you would think. Uh, you would think. Alicia Fox goes for some forearms. She goes for some punches. They don't look good. <laughs> Melina hits her with a matrix, uh, but not the full like Tristratus full bend backwards matrix dodge, just like a a Muhammad Ali like lean back dodge. Yeah, she does the she does the 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 oh what the hell is it called in the corner that he's a he's a name oh, the rope dope the rope dope does the, she she did like a rope dope on her ass yeah you get a Melina scream you'd, you'd think that with the knee tweak that you know that's when Foxy's starting to start getting some offense in. No. The answer is no. She doesn't. Uh, We get a scream from Melina. She heats up. At one point here, she hits a running knee to to the back of Alicia Fox when Alicia is up against the ropes. Yep. Then she grabs the woman, hits like the John Morrison face buster. I never know. I never, I could never remember what it's called. In my brain, I was like, it's like a type of skull crushing finale, but not really. Because John Morrison did it because he he would do the thing where he would be like that and then he'd lean forward and it's like a face buster. One, two, three. Holy fuck, Melina just beat Alicia Fox. Like Fox got no offense. <laughs> she None. beat the woman in like four minutes, and and Fox, who is the champion, got like no offense. Yeah, 56-day reign ends there with not a lot of offense. And she would never sniff that title again. And the people were not as mad as they were. Like, it, it's, it's, up, it's up there with, like, just train, like, getting, getting run over. Like there are worse <laughs> examples, obviously. Like I'm thinking Kofi and Brock. That was worse. I'm thinking Bianca and Becky. That was worse. Yeah. It's not. It's. I mean, listen. It was way more competitive, but Biggie was like the fourth most important person in the match on day one. Yeah, I have gone back and watched it, and it made me sad. It's not. It's not bad. Like I, I feel like Brock winning is fine um if there's a bigger story at play i also knew i think i knew that they weren't gonna let biggie be the champion going into wrestlemania there's no there's just no way based on the way that he was being booked there was just no way there was just no way no um but fox also gets gonna be it's gonna be seth but fox also gets poor treatment here it was she got poor treatment throughout <laughs> let's talk about the alicia fox promo we have which isn't really a promo it's a collection of a of alicia fox bits it Outbursts. is her meltdowns um so in 2014 she started a feud with the newly crowned wwe divas champion Paige, losing to her in a series of matches on raw main event and superstars her losses broke the storyline in which she lost her temper after matches, taunting ring announcers, ringside crew, and crowd, and defacing the ringside area. She was like her own little mini nexus, <laughs> just causing ruckus wherever she went. Hey, hey, Evan. Yeah. You don't fit in, so get out. That was what Foxy said to, to Paige. You don't fit in, so get out. I think Paige is cool with not fitting in. That was her yeah. whole shtick. Yeah, especially considering that she was champion. So yes, I'm pretty sure she had more pull than Alicia. 
Yes. What do you think of Paige's debut? I thought it was excellent. I, I mean, thought it was I, excellent too. Yeah, no, I think I think her feud with AJ felt weird because eventually they started doing the frenemies thing. Yeah, and also based on their characters, they should have been like best friends. Yeah. <laughs> Like in in the world that they exist in, if you look at WWE as like a little little ecosystem unto itself, those two have more in common than any other two women on the roster, aside from the Bella Twins. Yep. <laughs> so you think they'd be best fucking friends, which but they were eventually. Eventually, but... yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we. Uh, which is ironic because I think the WrestleMania after that is when they beat the Bella Twins at WrestleMania. No. Is uh, AJ's last match is the teaming with yeah, Paige. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> wow, what a time. So this promo that we have, this package, is just a lot of her outbursts after losing those matches to Paige. Yeah, so we see like a little collection where she's like beating the fuck out of Paige, and then Paige <laughs> literally just hits a page turner out of nowhere yeah. and she wins. Paige also has a great collection of names for finishers. Oh, Paige Turner, the Rampage. There's one more uh, that I'm. There's the 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 submission one. I always forget what the name of what the yeah. name of it is. It's probably some cool like. It's probably another page related pun. Page. Yeah. Uh, See, so yeah, Alicia. I'm gonna look it up. Alicia decides to do things like throw JBL's hat, which is a baby face move. I do not care what you think. It is a baby face move to grab JBL's gigantic ten gallon hat and throw it around. Uh, she throws a drink. She kicks the guardrail. <laughs> she, the PTO, the PTO, page tap out. That makes sense. Uh, at one point, Alicia Fox walks up to young main event commentator Tom Phillips and just says, "Can I have one moment?" And uh, or no, she's being interviewed backstage by Tom, and she asks for a moment. Can I have one moment? One moment. And Tom does not know what to do. It's funnier when you realize that Tom is probably standing in the splits like he, they were trained to do. You know how WWE makes their uh, interviewers always shorter, right? Yes. Yeah. Like I guarantee Tom Phillips at that moment had his legs like as far as he could apart and is trying to be is being yelled at by Alicia. Who Fox. was the backstage guy who who was like six four and would have to like wasn't Tom Phillips? Was, Tom was, Phillips was Tom? tall? Yeah. One of them had one of them was like uh was like six four and had to like split his legs like I'm pretty so sure it was it was it was Tom Phillips. I'm pretty sure he is actually really tall. It might have well, been Vic Joseph. Don't give me this in meters, Google. I know I'm Canadian, but that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> well, you're in Canada. That's why I they gave know. it to you meters. I know, but they always do this. He, Tom is is a little over six feet. I don't think it was Tom. I think it was um Who's that like other guy <laughs> that kind of looks like Tom? God, they it's run. They ran Vic through him so, so many. Rich Brennan? No, not the comment. He wasn't a commentator. He was like a ring announcer. There's too many of them. Fuck. And they I think it was that guy. Um, we also have Alicia losing to Emma the next week. Back when Emma was just her dancing, her dancing <laughs> self. <laughs> That gimmick worked so well in NXT and did nothing on the main roster. That gimmick was fucking amazing. And they <laughs> ruined it. She lasted like a day on the main roster before she was just done. Uh, it still went better than Emelina. So there's that. Did it though? It did. It did. It actually made it to TV. So how about that? Yeah. Um, she throws a mic at Emma, but still loses by roll up. Alicia then slaps Tony Chimmel, but says she loves him. Poor Tony. Which is unbelievable. He's just just trying to hang out. Stuffs papers in Tom Phillips' mouth. Puts Byron Saxon's tie in his mouth, and you just know somewhere Daniel Bryan's like, oh, so we can do that. <laughs> okay, that's the line. Uh, I got fired for less than this. He's dancing on the table like it's Coyote Ugly. <laughs> oh, no. I like this gimmick. It's a fun gimmick. It's... This is also when I started getting back, like WrestleMania 30s when I got back into wrestling. So this is right when I, like the first time I knew Alicia Fox, I was like, she is losing it. I find her captivating. Yes. And for the next five years, she was your favorite wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. No, immediately, <laughs> immediately my favorite wrestlers were like Daniel Bryan and The Shield. And then New Fair. Yeah. Mine was, 
I love Dolph because my first pay per view was uh, Survivor Series. Survivor Series twenty four Z. I love Man, him. I love Luke Harper. That is a quite the pay per view to come back to because you get Sting. I only saw the main event too, which was the wild thing because I saw, I saw the build for the main event, so that was the only match I cared about. So I just like. It, I illegally started watching it um, right when the main event hit because I was just following it along on Twitter because I didn't care about any of the other matches. And then the main event happened, and then Sting showed up, and I was like, oh, shit, because you know me. I watch TNA, so obviously I know who Sting is. <laughs> hey, it's the Joker guy. Cool. Yeah, but he's not wearing that gimmick. What's this face paint? It looks weird. Uh, after that random assortment of things we talked about, I'm sure there was a promo in there somewhere. Uh, we're going to take a last break. When we get back to more Alicia Fox matches. Elisha Fox. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus back from the break and let's see alicia fox challenge for the divas championship one more time it's payback 2014 versus page uh she got a title shot because she managed to beat page once and that was after losing to her like three times. Uh, after that she won enough. the match, she famously stole Jerry Lawler's crown and wore it around ringside, parading around like she was the queen, which is great. Honestly, so I'm glad someone stuck it to the king. Oh, hey, it's Florence Pugh. I miss Paige wrestling. Paige is great. She's a great gimmick. Not you using my girl Yelena Romanov as... <laughs> Yelena Bel- uh, Belenov or something. It's not. It's not Romanov. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, well. Yelena something with a with a B. Yelena Belova. Yeah. There we oh go. well. Yeah. Pretty sure that's a Harry Potter spell too. But you know, here we are. Um, I I I really like Paige. I thought she did a lot. I'm sad that she's injured. Or yeah, injured. no, Paige is fun. Um, yeah. uh, you know, she's a great personality. Good promo great wrestler she she really unfortunately uh was victim to the fact that she showed up like a year basically before things were starting to pop off and and she didn't have anyone to really go up against because aj was out was out the door almost as soon as she got in the bellas were were on their like rise and it was really like they dominated the shows and you know Paige was kind of just there and Unfortunately, you know, when all the other women came up, she got injured. So she yeah. she wasn't able to like get into the mix of the, that stuff. She she had that one program with Charlotte and then she just kept getting hurt over and over again and you know, we never really got to see Paige, you know, do the really good stuff. Like can you imagine the star. Yeah. Can you imagine, you know, her as what she was against Becky the man? Like yeah. heel page against you know Becky when she was on fire that would have been an awesome match. Same thing or with Sasha, ba- babyface Page versus Boss Sasha. Yeah, would be great. Yeah, be great. Think about nowadays her against Bianca Belair against Rhea Ripley. Page versus Asuka. Give it to me. Yeah, maybe hold off on that one with the with the injury worries. You know that is that is fair. Uh, also, if you look in the crowd, you will see a fan of note. Frank the Clown. It's yeah, I was like, did she just get Frank the Clown? Yeah, at one point they end up on the uh, on the outside, and Fox slaps Frank the Clown's hand, and I said, "Queen behavior." <laughs> I loved it. Good for her. Uh, in control early is Paige knees to the chest while Alicia's on the apron. We get uh, nice suplex from the apron. Yeah, to the rolls into the cover. Yeah, float over. Yeah, very good. JEO got some shit for saying it was a Barry Windham move. Which, hey, Barry Windham is sexy. 
It's a bear. <laughs> that is still my cover photo on Twitter. If you, As if it you have, should be. If you have followed me on Twitter through this, you will see that my cover photo says Barry Windham is sexy. Because guess what? Is from the Too Cold Scorpio episode, I believe. Which was like episode like 15, probably. It's in the 30s, I think. Uh, same shit. Jesus. Forever ago. Forever ago. Oh, yeah. They end up on the apron or to the outside. Like I said, Frank the Clown gets his hand smacked. Uh, Fox pulls out Paige's legs when she's on the apron, uh, which is great. Hair slam off the ape, off the, the steps. Yeah, the like hair whip snapmare, essentially. Yeah, basically. Um, straight jacket. We were back in the ring. Straight jacket hold from, from Fox. But she breaks it up herself, basically, because she starts grabbing Paige's nose and wrenching it. And she has to let go. So but also, does. the reason she's doing that is Alicia was yelling, she wants to ruin my face. And then she proceeds to try to ruin Paige's face by slamming it in the canvas and grabbing it, grabbing at her nose. Guess. Like, it. she's revenge, I guess. She's great at playing the character, man. The character um, is there, yeah. She puts her knee down on the ground and she tries to like, she puts Paige in like kind of like a bow and arrow type stretch. But, you know. With only one knee, and while she's like kneeling, basically, mm-hmm. uh, another, she does it again. We get the beautiful tilt the world backbreaker. Then, yes, we we get another one of those. Um, Paige, wow, she grabs Paige, literally runs her out of the ring. Yep. Paige heats up a little bit with some clotheslines eventually. Here, a couple kicks, then seemingly out of nowhere, throws on the PTO and wins the match. Yep. Which is now three of the matches that are just kind of like shock endings. Yeah, it's like, it's weird. The one <laughs> exception being she stole a match from Eve. Torres. I mean, that was unfortunately that was the state of women's wrestling at the time. Yes. Uh, after the match, Alicia remains calm, as calm as she can be. Everyone was expecting a f- like the crowd was excited because they thought they were about to see an Alicia Fox meltdown. You could see the people. They wanted to see Alicia Fox lose her mind. Instead, she just sprints to the back, running hilariously. (laughs) Running like Tina Belcher. My favorite thing about Alicia Fox was when she would come down and that like wild like movements that she would do with her legs and and the hip snaps, like fucking like the Speedy Gonzalez version of the Dak Prescott warm up. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips, baby. All in the hips. Speaking of the state of women's wrestling, let's move to our last match where the state of women's wrestling is beginning to get better. It's not great yet, but it's getting better. SummerSlam 2015. It is a three-team, nine-woman tag team match. Three teams of three, because that's how division works. It is Team Bella, which is Nikki and Brie and Alicia Fox. What an assortment of people. True. Versus Team Beautiful and Dangerous, a.k.a. Team Bad, which is Sasha Banks, Naomi, and Tamina. Versus I wonder why they're together. Versus Team PCB, which is Paige, Charlotte, and Becky. Here's a quick question. Do you remember what their original name was? It was some porn thing. It was. it was. It was a porn thing. They called themselves the Submission Sorority. And then they found out that that was a porn thing. And they why didn't they just fix. say the Submission Sisters? Don't I don't know because they wanted uh, more. To be fair, I don't think that would have been better. But like, it's probably also a porn thing. To be fair, pretty much anything's a porn thing. I'm pretty sure crossbody of work is probably a porn thing. No, it's a lot of bags. I've googled. It's like work, <laughs> like crossbody work bags. Oh would, yeah, I was like, shit, that's not us. That's a yeah, sense. Well. That's a sensible bag. I mean, yeah, but this is a nonsensical podcast, so... That's true, that's true. Uh, so, yes, that was the original name. They changed it to PCB, obviously. Paige, Charlotte, Becky, let's move on. Let's. Um, it is... First thing I noticed was, holy shit, Brandy is the ring announcer. Eden Styles, a.k.a. Brandy Rhodes, is the ring announcer. I was like, oh, hey. Forgot you were uh, It's cool. And to think... She would, uh, she would become a rather important piece to, to the Nightmare family. And on this card, Stardust is facing Stephen Amell. This is the Stephen Amell uh, SummerSlam. I thought this was the tag. Yeah, tag match, right? Yeah, Neville yeah. So and- Neville, Neville and Stardust. Or no, Neville was with Amell, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, because this was babyface Neville. It's Stardust and uh, Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett. <laughs> Barrett Barrage. Wade Barrett. He's got and now bad news. two of those guys are are with AEW. One of them is doing commentary at NXT 2.0, and the, the other is on heels is on heels. Yes, what a time! Damn. Uh, also, the other thing I noted is just the glow up that of the three NXT women who came up at this point. So it was Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. Charlotte looks very similar. Yeah, I mean, it's really just her outfit that looks slightly different. A little different. Sasha's outfits get so much better. She's so yeah. generic in this match. Shout out to Mikazi. Great job. Your your work has improved. You did your wife justice. Obviously, Becky's has improved because the gimmick has gotten so much better. and so much I miss more. the hair, though. The hair was great. I miss the hair. I like yeah. the steampunk look. I'm not going to lie. I, she was always my, my favorite because of the steampunk. I thought it was interesting. It was a different... like. They didn't try to present her as like, she's like an old timey inventor or any stupid shit like that. She's like, no, she's like steampunk shit. Yeah. She was my favorite too. I just, I don't know. I like the song, the oh, oh. It's good. And you know, the the smoke and all that jazz. Yeah, there's a lot of throwback in this match. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Tell me your thoughts on the match. I mean, I remember this. Me this. too bit you know this is like when i was watch actively watching raw like most weeks i remember um we were told like they were they built this up stephanie mcmahon like dropped an announcement saying that you know she was gonna there was gonna be some changes to the women's division and all this stuff and like you know we we got the dirt sheet rumors that that some of the the nxt women were going to be on raw and they were gonna get called up and all this jazz um and and it was basically just kind of wondering who it was gonna be you know You thought Charlotte was a no-brainer. I mean, she was on her. She was basically on her way up at any point. And the answer was everybody but Bailey. Yeah, the answer was everyone but Bailey. <laughs> the the thing that I hate about it still is the fact that Stephanie McMahon's like, I I brought these women. You're it's, welcome. This is me. Look what I did. Like she's fucking Bane. I'm WWE's reckoning. <laughs> you were born in the dark matches. <laughs> What do you think of the actual match? This match was fine. It's I mean, the best, it's, it's the best match we cover by far. It, yeah, but not even close. I mean, yeah. it's it's in hindsight, like you know, in retrospect, I, it's the first time I've seen it since yeah. it happened. Yeah, because I haven't gone back and watched SummerSlam 2015 like that. Sorry, guys, I'm not just don't care enough. <laughs> um, I think it, I have gone back and watched, but the only thing I watched was Brock Undertaker. I saw that match live, and I never went back and watched it again. I think I watched it one more time. Anyways, continue. But no, I mean this is this is solid. You know, it, it starts off uh, with Becky against Bree. We get some Bree mode. We get some Becky doing stuff. Tamina comes in eventually, starts working Becky in the corner, and Tamina Team kicks Bree in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. Tamina, like one thing you can always guarantee with Tamina, beautiful sidekicks, and she catches Brie right in the mouth. A terrific presence, always. Tamina is better than people. Like they just give her nothing to do. You know, you you would understand this this reference. She's like Rosa. She's yes. got Rosa presence. Yes, Brooklyn Nine Nine's Rosa. Yes, I always forget her last name. <laughs> Diaz. Diaz. That's what it is. She's got Rosa Diaz presence. And yes, it's probably because she was always wearing a leather jacket. That helps. That, that helps. does help. Helps with the presence. Uh, team Bad, basic, Team Bad, which we talked about, is Naomi, Sasha, and Tamina are basically just like rocking Becky in the corner for a lot of this match. She gets isolated a lot. One thing I liked is that they did some quick tags. So Naomi came in for a little, Tamina came in for a little. The Brooklyn crowd was chanting, We want Sasha. Partly because that same crowd was the crowd from the night before where she put on an absolute banger with Bailey. Yes. <laughs> so they're like, we want more of her. Ever. Yeah. God, that match is so good. And my favorite thing about this is, my favorite thing, but also kind of shitty, was the fact that every time she would tag in, they'd cheer, and then Naomi would come in on the next part of the rotation, and they'd boo. <laughs> Which is shitty because Naomi's also awesome. Yeah, Naomi was solid in this match. And she's just now really getting into the heel mode. And, and heel Naomi from the Team Bad uh, split was awesome. I, I enjoyed yeah. her. Some of the uh, best work of her career. Charlotte spears Tamina at ringside. We end up at ringside. And then time for a bunch of a bunch of action. 
Charlotte with yeah. the spear. We get dual dives by Naomi and Sasha. Where Sasha, Sasha nearly fucking died. Doesn't get enough distance. It's a front flip dive where she grabs on. She the holds onto the, the rope. rope. She doesn't let go of the rope. She doesn't let go. And so Becky has to adjust at the last second to catch her. And she doesn't really catch her that well. No. Um, Sasha, stop diving. You really stop doing me dives when you dive. You're just not good at it. We then get the twin suicide dives by uh, Nikki and Brie. Fox tries to meet Paige up on the top rope and looks like I thought she was going to do a superplex onto everybody. I was like, I don't remember this spot, but that's dope as hell. She doesn't. Paige pushes her down onto a couple people and then Paige does the this is my house scream and dives onto everybody. Remember when Paige owned a lot of real estate? This is my house. People like she has houses. Undertaker had yards. Roman Reigns has yards. A lot of landlords yeah. in the WWE. And then AJ has the uh, the house that he built. That's true, which is SmackDown. It's like George Washington. He's <laughs> just chopping out trees, building houses. Um, the Bellas, you know, they, they uh, eventually get back in there. I think it's Brie and Tamina get in the ring. Uh, Brie hits Brie mode, her finisher, on Tamina. One, two, three. I thought Tamina was eliminated. No, the entirety of Team Bad is yeah. eliminated. It was not elimination style like Survivor Series. It's one pin eliminates everybody on your team. She's so kind of bullshit. early on, I think it's like six minutes in to a 15-minute match, Team Bad is gone. Yeah, that sucked. I didn't look at the elimination results. I knew who won, but I didn't look at the elimination results, and I thought I was going to have the same situation as when we had the Taz episode, and I put a match where Taz was in for like four minutes. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I did it again. But no. We're good. No, see, I remember the. I remember how it went down. I knew it was between the Bellas and the the PCB team, but yeah. I didn't think Team Bad went out so early, even though they, they were did. like the third wheel, basically. It's an unfortunate role because they were the tweeners. Yeah, like Team Bella was fully heel. Like Alicia was heel. Both Bellas were heel. Team PCB was. They were bringing up as baby faces, and then. Team Bad's like, well, you got to be the tweeners. Well, we're here too, guys. We are also here. Um, <laughs> so now it's just PCB versus Team Bella. Paige with a Thez press on Nikki. We end up on the outside. And Nikki with an Alabama slammed Paige on the outside, which immediately makes my brain hurt because of Paige's injuries. Earlier than that, though, Nikki hits a rack attack on Becky. Oh, yeah, she does. She does hit a rack attack. Um, yeah, you're, that, that Alabama slam is fucking vicious. Paige is out cold on the outside, and Nikki comes in the ring to do push-ups. And and she does uh, jumping jacks and God I hated I hated Nikki. She was insufferable and was so good at her job. She was fucking fantastic She's as a heel. So good, yeah. Um, Fox gets in the in the ring. Um, she hits a Northern Line suplex for a near fall. Yep. Uh, Paige gets a vicious knee to Fox. Oh uh, yeah. She- so so there was a couple of this tags in there. Nikki came in with a snap suplex. Then Fox is back in. Runs Paige into the corner. Paige rolls through and then gets up and just fuck like it's Wrestle Kingdom. Like fucking just huge knee to Fox's face. Like she's fucking Shibata. Which, hey, welcome back. Yeah, Shibata's back. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom was the last uh, three days and it ended, unfortunately. And we had a couple of fantastic matches. Yeah, and Noah invaded. And no one invaded. Well, to be fair, no one invaded was the kind of like a storyline going into the thing. Yeah. Um, Nobody and- made a Noah's Ark reference, and it made me sad. <laughs> well, they're Japanese. <laughs> That's okay. And Kazuchika Okada is champion again, is all and all is all right with the world. Also, if you're listening to this, and I just spoiled that for you, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> but sorry. I don't. I didn't. I didn't think I would be spoiling for that. For uh, spoiling that for anybody who actually cared. I assume Reddit has spoiled it for most people. Uh, so Paige is the hot tag to Charlotte. Uh, we get the, a lot of the classic Charlotte offense chops, the neck breaker, a spear to Fox. Nikki breaks up the figure four before it could become the figure. Oh my eight. God. Fox thought it was going to be a knee bar. She was, she like gave her back. She did. Yeah. She really, she, she did not know what Charlotte's move was. Oh, that was hilarious. Uh, Paige drives Nikki out of the ring. We get, I think my favorite Fox spot of all five of her matches, which is a double big boot by Charlotte and Fox. That was so nice. It was so clean. <laughs> it was so good. My favorite move of this person we're doing an entire episode on, double big boots. Double big boots. 
Bree misses. Bree gets in the ring, misses a missile drop kick. Yeah. Uh, Becky hits the manhandle slam, which I didn't realize she was a move that she had been doing for like years. She did it for a while, stopped when she became like the man baby face, and then did it again when she came back heel. Well, good for her. Yeah. Um, manhandle she slam. Dug into the bag of tricks. She wins the match for PCB. I'm happy Becky got the pin. I think she was the one who had the least amount of like momentum behind her. Of the three, yes. Of and then the she three. ended up being the biggest star. She's so. the biggest star out of all of them. So, well, also, every time I heard Diva this match, I lost a brain cell. I didn't listen to commentary. You were correct. They were just kept talking about how, oh, this is the state of the Divas division now. Things are going to be different with the Divas. And I was like, just oh, couldn't my. be asked. Oh my God, stop saying Divas. Please. Just, just Please. couldn't be asked. That wraps up all five matches on Alicia Fox. What'd you think diving into Foxy's career? I liked it. I mean, it was it was something new. It was a palate cleanser. It was the perfect way to start the year. Um, and honestly, I, I I it was unfortunate the way that she went out. Um, you know, there was uh, she went out there performing. I guess drunk. Someone let her perform. I think Arn Anderson let her perform, and that's why Arn's in AEW now. Um. Which led to her her being fired or released from the company. I did not know that that was the case. Yeah, no, Anna Anderson got let go because of Alicia Fox, um, and Alicia Fox also got let go because of Alicia Fox. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't heard from her since. Basically, it's not like she's gonna pop up in another promotion. She was really only ever gonna be with WWE. There's, it's she doesn't really have a place in today's roster, which is unfortunate, but. I feel like she was the perfect the perfect time for her was the time where she was. That that ten year stretch was really the time for her. Yeah. Um she she caught she caught her career at the right time and she made the most of it. And you know, I'm gonna always remember Alicia Fox. And and if that's if that's the best, you know, the worst thing that, that I could say about Alicia Fox is that I'm always gonna remember her, then fuck that that's pretty damn good that's pretty good uh a couple last notes on alicia fox one is that according to the bellas podcast as of 2020 alicia fox had started school don't know what for but that's good get your education education is is the future you know uh and also i did not know that she had dated a wrestler she dated wade barrett oh yeah no i remember that from uh from total divas yeah for two years she dated wade barrett yeah Remember that from Total Divas, and then there was like an awkward, like uh, I guess he broke up with her type deal, and and there was like a weird Total Divas storyline about it. Weird times. Alicia Fox is great. Everyone knows the Northern Lights Suplex, but also the one thing that I noted through all these matches, even if the wrestling wasn't amazing, is that the character work and the facial expressions are always there. Alicia Fox can tell a story in four minutes, even if the wrestling aspects of it aren't great. The actual person in the ring is believable she can play face she can play heel she plays heel really really well she barely rarely ever played face she's a really good heel yeah she made for a good foil and you need those people they round out your roster next week we start a three-part series on whom javier he was actually teased on the podcast earlier we did we did mention him earlier yeah we mentioned him earlier in the podcast yeah the house that AJ Styles built. That's right. SmackDown. And the next three-parter on the Crossbody of Work podcast is being built by AJ Styles. We are going to cover TNA. We're going to cover New Japan. We're going to cover WWE. We're covering the career of AJ Styles. This might be, quality-wise, the best three-parter that we're going to do. I mean... Brian Danielson was pretty good. Yeah, but there I mean, even with Danielson, there were I mean there were one or two matches there that, that you know maybe weren't like excellent. Um they they were good, but they weren't excellent. Styles has made the the richest bag to pull from in terms of finding fifteen matches. This is gonna be difficult. it's gonna be hard narrowing it, I feel like. It really is. Um I can because- think of I think off the top of my head, like five that we that are no brainers. But yeah. then, like, the next, the other 10 are, like, you could pick from any of, like, 25 matches. 
I mean, five from TNA is going to be pretty easy, I feel, because yeah. we've already done the triple threat. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could do the triple threat rematch, but <laughs> it's not as fun. It wasn't the same. Not as fun. Um, no, I mean, New Japan, God, there's so much. Especially if we dip into, you know, some of the other independent work that he did as well. God. Just, I'm just thinking about times. the Okada match now. Ugh. It's going to be a lot longer matches than the Alicia Fox episode. But that is our three-parter, and then we are going to have our 100th episode. Tell us what you want. You know, Tell us questions you want us to answer. Send us messages. We will read them on the podcast for our 100th episode. Start getting them in now. We'll start compiling them. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Crossbody of Work. Javier, where can people find you on social media? I'm on the Twitter machine at JMLO Sports. Follow me. Follow me on Twitter at Seven Gomes, I T S E V A N G O M E S. That brings us to the last bit of the podcast, everyone's favorite. Now it's a new year. Life advice with Javier. Javier, any final words for the people? Of course, I have final words for the people. Of Life course, you do. Life is great. I've got a new apartment, got a girlfriend. Got this podcast. That's right. Got uh, I've got a chair that needs to be built. Got a desk that is already built. Uh, you know, I'm establishing a, a new life. There's been a lot of change in my life lately, and change is scary, but but it's also good and it's welcomed. And you know, this all really stemmed from a really shitty situation, and that that turned out to be really really good for me. Um, and uh, I guess that's my advice: is you know, when something when when something sudden and bad comes up, there, there's always a good that can come out of it. And it really is a matter of how you can view it. Um, you know, I'm not saying all situations are going to be, there's not always going to be like a really, really big positive that comes out of it. But, you know, something like, you know, being forced to move out uh, for whatever reason can, can turn into you having your own space and, and you know, really flushing out and exploring, um, you know, the, the stuff that makes you happy and really becoming an independent person. And that's, that's what I've learned from this. It's only been a few days, you know, since the first basically that I've been in my own spot and it's really fun and I've really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, life is good. Life is great. So just remember when life gives you a curveball, make sure that bitch is hanging and not that shit out of the park. I thought you were about to say if life gives you lemons. <laughs> no. Lemons my are favorite, good. My I favorite version of the of the life gives you lemons is from Forget Sarah Marshall, where Paul Rudd's character says, "If life gives you lemons, say fuck the lemons and bail." <laughs> you tell you tell him, Kono. Yeah, I love Kono. That's gonna wrap up this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week for the beginning of AJ Styles three parter. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.